I believe we are all hardwired to be creative. And the thing that makes us uniquely human is our creativity. Welcome to The Spark with Coco the Inspirationist. Join me for conversations with inspiring humans tapped into their creativity and solo chats as I get to know my own. Whether you're looking to spark inspiration, reconnect with your inner creative, or you're just starting to get to know your creative self, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Spark. Hello, welcome to episode 49. I'm Coco the Inspirationist, and I am so glad you're here. Today on the pod, I am going to be sharing with you all the delicious details that I'm dreaming up for our future A-frame build that's coming down the pipe called Camp Coco. And if you've been around here for a little while, you know that this idea has been alive in me for a few months now. And actually, ever since moving to Maine two years ago, I started having this fascination with A-frames. And I'm not sure why. It's not like we live near one that I kept driving by or anything. It just truly, it feels as if it popped into my vortex which is an Abraham Hicks concept, they describe us having each having this vortex of desires and ideas, and that's where it lives. And we get to, to delight in those things that come to us. It doesn't have to have a reason. If they're there in our vortex, it's, it's already done. It's already happening. And so for the first couple of years, the first year or so, I just... I found it funny that I was starting to be obsessed with A-frames. I would make Lego A-frames. Like I made this really beautiful one once. You should, you can scroll back on my Instagram feed and see it. Um, A-frame coloring books. I would draw A-frames with the kids and A-frame gingerbread houses. And just, it was just always circling back to A-frames for me. And finally... This spring, I met a new friend and happened to mention my love of A-frames. And she said that she thinks one just popped on the market because she's a realtor. And the most amazing waterfall of events was triggered from that interaction. And now we are here firmly rooted in the knowing that my husband and I will be building an A-frame from scratch. Visiting that one that hit the market, that was, it was quite frankly a dump, which we're not afraid of a dump, but it was piecemealed together and just not worthy of of a long-term investment. And knowing that and being there and seeing it and realizing that, okay, actually, we have a very clear vision of what we want and building it is truly the only way we're going to get it. And that feels so exciting to me. I can remember the moment I had seen, I had gone to see the house with my friend and her husband was kind enough to come and give his input. My husband was in Brooklyn, um, in dry dock, kind of stuck, gone for six months. And we were journeying through this super bumpy, traumatic 
process of selling our house to our tenants, which didn't end up working out. And it kind of crashed and burned, but ended up from the ashes, ended up finding the most perfect buyer and getting, I don't even know, like maybe $50,000 more than the original deal that we were going to do with our tenants. Anyways, in that moment of just like, oh, we just have to get rid of this house. It's so many headaches. I found this A-frame and I got super jazzed about it. And my husband was in this mental headspace of like, I don't think I'm prepared for this. And actually, you can go back to the last episode of season three, where I documented the the initial buzz of when that particular A-frame came into my life. And the energy is like, I don't know if this is the one, but I feel so compelled to go check it out. And you can hear the beginning of this realization that this is going to happen um, back at the end of episode, I mean, season three. But he wasn't available for the excitement at that time. And it felt like I was pushing this on him. Since then, since that moment, I still felt this desire because it popped back. It went pending and then it popped back on the market twice. And finally he was home one time and I had this big feeling inside of me that I just, I had to bring him there. I knew it wasn't the house for us and I knew it would be taking my friend's time and I knew it would be, um, you know, I knew it wasn't going to be the place that we wanted, but there was still something inside of me that needed to see it. And so we did. And he said yes. And he was like, okay, fine. It's not a big deal. We'll go. We'll go out to lunch. It'll be fun. and It'll be fine. And we went. And as we were leaving, I felt a little bit like, you know, I'm sorry. Like, yes, that really just confirmed that this is not the property for us. And I'm kind of sorry I forced us to go. But then... It, in that moment, we both realize, like, we're looking for a needle in a haystack. And it's not like there's a ton of them around here. And also, we live in the woods, uh, in the lakes region, and houses are hidden. They're all, you know, in these lake communities, but in the woods, and it's just really hard to find them. So even if there were some for us to see, they're just not visible. And so that moment of listening to my gut and going to see it again with my husband and knowing it's not the, the place for us, but we learned some major, major things. And in that moment, it felt like this huge shift. He was on board. I was on board. And we were, we just looked at each other and we're like, holy shit, we're going to build an A-frame. And from that point forward, it has just been the most beautiful just unraveling for us of this idea and we both are there now excited about it and we both get to delight in the joy of dreaming this dream up and I want to share some of the the details of what we envision what I envision for the design for the for the feelings that we desire for you to have while you're there the non-negotiables we we are staking into this dream. And um, I just think that this A-frame is the most beautiful intersection of space and creativity. 
which is the theme of this season. And I think I've said this to you before, but I hope I'm not getting, I'm not boring you with this because I, I just, I feel it so deeply. These next two years, my husband is retiring from the Coast Guard in two years and we are staying here. And that in itself is such a gift because so many people, when they're exiting the military, they're like trying to figure out what their plan is, right? And our plan is already figured out. We're not going anywhere else. Our entire relationship, our 12, almost 13 year relationship has been moving and moving again and moving again and finally here. And I'm not complaining about it. I never, you know, it's a lot of work to set up your, your life over and over and over again, especially with children. But the first place we ended up being is Hawaii, which was this magical gift of a lifetime for us to be madly in love. No kids, no responsibilities, just living in our late 20s and loving each other so hard. And then moving back to Rhode Island and buying a house and getting married and having children and then moving to Philly and then finally moving here. And once we got here, we were like, whoa, whoa, is this it? I don't think I want to go anywhere. We are three hours away from family in Rhode Island and his parents in Vermont. And it is just, it's, we feel so at home. And so now we've released our home in Rhode Island. We needled the market so beautifully, such a gift. We made so much more money than we ever thought possible. And now we are turning that into this dream of hosting people in the woods, in this gorgeous space. And I'm just so excited to share this journey with you. So this is a tour of the A-frame. We're calling it Camp Coco. And we're going to start with one and joyfully pour into this first one. I know it's a huge undertaking just building anything and designing everything, putting our fingerprints on everything. But to be completely honest and to pull back the curtain completely, I think I see four. I think I see four and I think it's really interesting that four is the number. I don't know if this is going to be true in actuality, but four, maybe not four A-frames, but maybe four properties on Camp Coco, four little private spots. I have this vision that they can be individual vacation homes, but also I, I want it to also be this camp where not only can groups of people come together, but also be able to share it with our friends and family and have a big camp. So that's the thing. That's the vision. And frankly, I see, you know, in my logo, how each letter of cocoa has a color behind it. So there's like a tomato, orangey, red, there's like a blush pink, there's a mustard yellow, and there's an orange, I think. Why am I blanking on that? Um, and it's more of like a tangerine, a yellow, a pink, and a reddish orange. And I see those 
as the doors. And and as I envision the A-frame itself, I don't know if you're familiar with A-frames, but, you know, like one side of it is an entry with a door to the driveway. And then the other side is a deck attached to like the living room, living space. Uh, So that's where like the living will be. But the back door will obviously, or the front door will be a color. And I can just see it like an orange one. And then maybe the inside of the home is kind of sprinkled with that color. That color is themed throughout the home in very tasteful ways. And gosh, that just feels exactly, exactly what I want to bring to life. But we're starting with one. And the whole idea behind this is not let's build something beautiful and make money off of it. That is one of the goals, right? That is a business decision to extend my brand into a physical space for um, short-term rentals, for photo shoots, for events, for dinners, for all these beautiful opportunities for connection. But Truly, when I think about it, being an extension of my brand, it is the physical expression of my beliefs. And I believe we all have a creative self. I believe that our creativity is what makes us uniquely human and that we are all hardwired to be creative. You know it to be true whether or not it is currently alive in your life, your creativity, but everybody has things that interest them, hobbies, interests, what have you. And the more you pour into those, the more you can find joy and flow. And I think that there are three pieces to nourishing your creative self. I think that we have to play. We have to give ourselves opportunities to tap into that childlike play that we are all capable of. So whether it is hiking and jumping on rocks or swimming or jumping on the trampoline or getting art supplies out and just creating for fun or drawing with chalk on the driveway. Like tapping into that play makes us more available for inspiration. It nourishes us. It gives us that, that, that energy of creation. And so I think that play is such a huge part of nourishing our creativity. I also believe that rest is absolutely essential. I mean, I think I think we all know now. It feels like common at least in the collective that I'm part of that resting is necessary. It is a fundamental birthright of us to rest our bodies. We have to, we need to, we can't ignore it. If we ignore it, it will chase us down and our bodies will slow us down if we don't slow down. And I think that it's in that space, that rest, that white space, that fertile void that we recover and we create space for inspiration to visit. So I will, I, me, you, everybody ebbs and flows. And as I create this business and bring all my ideas to life, I will ebb and flow in and out of feeling totally inspired and feeling aligned with motivation, energy, inspiration, and move things forward. And then there'll be other times where I just like cannot get out of my own way. 
And over the last few years, I've really learned to stop shaming myself over it and to just embrace it. It's, it's actively doing something. Resting is actively doing something. It's not ignoring everything and checking out. It's giving myself what I need to recover, to get back to the things I love to do, to bring back my full self again. And if I don't do that, I can't be my, my best self. And so rest is a huge component of why I want to create this space. Um, I think that resting in this cabin is going to be so nourishing. So having really comfortable beds, I desire two, the home is going to have two bedrooms that feels like kind of as big as we can go um, financially right now. And I would love for both of them to have king size beds. And I want to have a super cozy couch. The one thing that bugs me so bad about Airbnbs is, and even hotels, is like when the furniture is not comfortable and not just comfortable, but like available for for resting and for actually chilling. That is really important to me. You know, like having having furniture on my deck that it like looks cute, but is actually just kind of like rigid and you have to like sit up is, is just, it doesn't, what I'm looking for is the feeling of relaxation. And when relaxation can come with excellent design, that is a sweet spot for me that I will be trying to nail in every single space in this home. And I'm really excited about it. So creating little areas for rest and recovery is really important to me. Creating opportunities for play. So not only playing games that will be there in the place and cards and there's there's more I'll, I'll explain later, but also being in the woods and we will be creating little trails to little spots, little hangout spots is just such a beautiful opportunity to nurture our creative selves. And then the third thing that I believe we need to do to empower and nourish and take care of and lift up our creativity and our creative selves is delighting ourselves, giving ourselves the things that delight us. So through the last, I don't know, five, eight years, I've really honed in on my taste, the things that I love to look at the type of art I'm interested in making, the type of art that inspires me, the colors that bring my senses alive, the places I can go to enjoy, you know, knowing all those things and giving it to myself, I think is such a key to unlocking your creativity. This A-frame is going to be a beautiful opportunity for you to rest, play, engage with nature and be in an inspiring and beautiful and well-designed space. It's going to have my artwork everywhere. It's going to have my fingerprints everywhere and you will feel it. It will, it feels different when you go into a space that feels intentional feels like everything is intentional and it's not just you went to a store and pulled a bunch of stuff that's out and popular right now and organized it. 
or you chose the trendy colors or the the trends in interiors and painted the whole thing white and everything's beige and it doesn't have any dynamic to it. This space will be alive with saturated colors and murals and plants and art and print and patterns and textiles and joy. And I cannot wait to bring it to life. Every morning I sit in my living room on the couch that I chose that I love so much. It's like this buttery cognac colored sofa. And I have all my pillows that I've selected to live together, you know, black and white and reds. And and my rug that I love so much is a secondhand thrifted rug that's red. All my plants I've taken such good care of. And I look around and I think, gosh, I love living here. I love being in this space. I feel so tended to. I feel like I'm giving myself all the things that I need. And I can't wait to create a space like that to share with you. I cannot wait to share my, all the, the, the accumulation of all of my skills. I've lived so many different creative lives. I've been an interior designer. I've created sets for photo shoots out of paper and paint and all these beautiful things. I am a hand lettering artist. I am an illustrator. I am a surface pattern designer. I'm going to be creating wallpapers. I'm a muralist. I have renovated homes and I can't wait to take all those skills and just (laughs) sprinkle it around like confetti. And so this property, this experience that you will have when you go to Camp Coco, it's not just about going on vacation and doing the things that this area has an abundance of, right? It's about unplugging and going and resting and playing and delighting in the art and the design and all of these things that I love and I cannot wait to share it all with you. It is just going to be the joy of my life and I can feel it so deeply coming. It's, it's coming, it's already here. That's how deep it feels and true it feels to me. And so... I'm so excited to extend my brand of Coco the Inspirationist into the 3D and invite you guys all in. Okay, let's talk details. I have my notebook. I have a notebook dedicated to Camp Coco and all the ideas and design choices and everything. I just kind of keep it all in one spot which is a nice little gift to my creative self. I have a lot of notebooks. I have a planner. I have just like a regular notebook to flush ideas out. I have a journal. I have a Camp Coco notebook. Gosh, I have lots of notebooks. And I used to, I've always kind of had a lot of notebooks and I always used to kind of feel crummy about it. And now I think it's a beautiful, a beautiful way to capture things. Uh, When I went through the, mastermind program I did. It was I went through a six-month mastermind hosted by Caroline Addington, which was just a beautiful experience. I made a notebook just for that and designed the cover and made it all pretty. And so I knew that when I showed up in that space to do any work for the 
either, you know, on the calls to take notes or any of the, the stuff that I'm working on during that mastermind, that notebook was it. And so also on my Etsy shop, I actually have little painted notebooks that are, they're called travel journals. They're like craft colored paper. And then I paint the whole front in a really beautiful abstract. And I've turned some of those abstracts into prints as well on my shop. Check it out. It's over on Etsy and the shop name is Inspirationist Art and all one word. And I have these idea notebooks and I think they're only like 48 pages long. But one thing that I do find throughout the years is, is that I never finish a notebook. I'll finish a journal from time to time, but never a notebook. It's always like the first 30 pages or whatever. And then it, you know, my interests move onward. And these little notebooks are just the sweetest little journals to to let either capture ideas as they come or take one idea and really explore it and that's what I'm doing here with my Camp Coco notebook so I have it here in front of me and let's start with the layout let's start with like the facts of the thing so I want an A-frame and like I said that's a non-negotiable so it's an A-frame and a few things about it that are really important to me is I want to have two bedrooms and I'm designing it so that we can go away with our friends and enjoy it and we can both have two separate spaces with doors that close because if you're familiar with A-frames, the smaller ones, which I, you know, this is not going to be an enormous one. The smaller ones have like one bedroom downstairs and then an open loft upstairs and the loft itself is a non-negotiable. I absolutely want to have a loft area overlooking the downstairs. I mean, I, it's so cool when I talk about it, I can tell the things that are like really, really, really true to me uh, because I can feel it in my body. And when I think of the loft, I just think of it's so exciting to me. So yes to a loft, but also yes to doors that close, privacy for both rooms. Um, I don't want like one primary suite and then one secondary room. I want like two really beautiful spaces. They don't have to be very big, right? They're just for sleeping, but I want them to be private. That's really important to me. So that means that we are kind of like, it's like, it's interesting because it's an A-frame. So it the pitch of the roof, the angle at which the A is determines the space upstairs and then also downstairs. So the squattier, like the wider the bottom, the wider the, the the downstairs, but the less space upstairs. So it is a really fun puzzle that I'm super excited for my husband and I to figure out together and then obviously with a with an architect. But I've been looking for plans online and um, I haven't really found anything exactly what we're looking for because I have a really specific vision. So so two bedrooms upstairs downstairs closing doors and actually if you can imagine the stairs coming up and coming into kind of like the middle of the upstairs and the door maybe to the right would be the door to the bedroom and then if you go left it would be the loft and I would like to uh, if there's room have a little half bath up there just like a, a toilet and a sink I think that would be it's always nice to have two bathrooms, especially when you're traveling with people or vacationing with people or have kids or whatever. So 
I want to do a bathroom upstairs and then a full bathroom downstairs. And when I say full, I mean like I want a soaking tub because I don't have a soaking tub in this house right now. And when we bought our house two years ago, it was a brand new construction that we stumbled across. We didn't build this house, but we came in at like 60%, but most decisions were already made. And so instead of having it here at the house, because we have a tub and I take a bath here from time to time, but I want to take the things that I desire most in my life and put it in this A-frame to share with you and for it to be a really luxurious experience. So the bathroom downstairs is going to be really beautiful with the shower, but also a soaking tub because that's what I want and that's what I'll get. (laughs) The loft upstairs, I imagine it to be super cozy and maybe even like a beanbag or like a lower sitting space and books and stuff like that. I Or maybe some games up there too. But I want it to just be a little nook that you can relax up there. That sounds so fun to me. My friend Laura Vandeveer in what grade were we in? Middle school maybe? Or elementary school? Uh, I went to her house and it was definitely the, first of all, she was the only person I knew that lived on a private road. And I thought that was fancy as fuck. And two, her house was huge. And I'd be curious to see it again now as an adult, because I lived in a very small house. It was just like a little, a two bedroom, one bath. And then we finished the basement and I lived so I had the bedroom in the basement, but tiny, right? And so I went over to my friend Laura Vanderveer's house and they had a loft where you had to climb a ladder. And I think they had a computer in it as well. And so also I'm almost 40. Having a, a desktop computer was also very bougie t- in my eyes. So I was like, wow, these people are rich. They have, they live on a private road. Their house, I think I'm remembering the house to be like very modern and like lots of angles and stuff. And then they had this loft upstairs and maybe they had like video games up there. Oh my gosh. I loved it. I'm putting that into this home because it's fun. It's really fun to me. And I want this to be a joyful place. So the loft and overlooking the downstairs. It's not super important to me to have like a glass banister. I just want to have a banister and the loft overlooking the big windows of the A-frame looking out into the woods. Oh, can you feel it? It's going to be so good. Okay, so two bed, two bath, loft, and some of the non-negotiables is that this property has to be in the woods. We live in the woods. We live on eight acres. We're surrounded by acres. But if I were to have designed it, I know a longer driveway takes more money, but it's my house is too close to the road right now. I don't want to hear the traffic. We actually live near a busier road that is actually like the longest state highway in the state of Maine. And lots of of trucks go through there. And I just don't, I don't want to hear that with this. I want it to be in the woods, quiet, private. So that's super important to me. So um, I can imagine the driveway kind of curving and, and getting into the woods. And then also you will be approaching the back of the house, right? That door into the back of the house. That's where we'll be parking. So where you'll be hanging out will be facing the woods even further. So I'm not so concerned about about that, but it's really important to me to have this be private and in the woods. 
moving to the woods has been such an amazing learning about myself. And now I'm just like, I want to share it with everybody. I look at people that don't go into the woods and I'm just like, how? We're made for this. We are like programs. We have DNA in our bodies to like receive all the the delicious, beautiful signals from the woods. And, and so I want to share that. So let's take it as if you were driving down the driveway since we were just talking about that. And you park and you go through the front door. I see it being like right when you walk in the front door, there's going to be a right on the right hand side, a, like a mud area for you to hang up stuff and boots and everything like that. As you're going down the hallway, on the left is going to be the bedroom that's downstairs. And then I think on the other side of the mud room, on the right-hand side, will be the bathroom. There's also going to be utility somewhere, like a utility closet somewhere, wherever we end up putting it. And, and a washer or dryer available for guests as well, as well as for, for, my, for cleaning it. And then... Once you walk through there, you walk into the kitchen. The kitchen will be on the right on the other side of the bathroom. And if there's enough space on the left, I'm thinking a dining table. And then you walk into the living room. There's going to be a stove, a wood-burning stove, I think. Potentially wood-burning or pellet. I'm not, we're not 100% sure yet what avenue we're going to go for that. But a stove for sure. And then just the most cozy, inviting, luxurious living space. It's important to me that when you're walking through from the, fr from the front door in the back of the house, so maybe the back door, to the front of the house towards the living room, the A of, of the A-frame to be windows. And looking out at the woods. Like that is what I'm looking for. I imagine all the time sitting there on the sofa watching the snow or watching the greenery, watching the birds. It is what I want most for this property. And so the the windows, the that entire triangle wall is going to be some version of windows maybe a slider there with a screen for the summer and then a deck and that feels like enough the kitchen won't be enormous it will be exactly what we need and for the most part the a-frame will just be the a i know there are lots of different versions of a-frames where maybe it's like a double where it's like a perpendicular a-frame kind of like an a-frame one way and then an A-frame 90 degrees the other way. I just want the traditional triangle with one exception. I saw a design that I think is brilliant that has a window that kind of comes straight up instead of following the angle of the roof. It's a long, a long window that goes straight up. So it's kind of like, gosh, how do I describe this? It bumps out. It bumps straight out. So it creates this space inside and pours light in. And I want that to be in the kitchen because, because the nature of, of an angled roof, I think standing there preparing food and stuff would be not as enjoyable 
as having like a window right there that open that opens the space up and goes straight up for a little bit and then comes back in. That's the vision. I'm really hopeful we can make that happen because I think that will dump light into that section of the house and open up the countertops for usage right there. I can see it being a little window with plants as well, like a surface there. I think that that will make it just really special looking. Oh, another thing that's really important to us as this, as like creating uh, opportunities for people to come is making it pet friendly. We have a dog. Everybody we love has a dog pretty much. And it's really important to us to provide that as a space for, for dog owners specifically. I mean, I suppose you could bring other things. I'm really allergic to cats, so I can't, I'm not sure if we're going to open it up to cats, but specifically dogs. And so that actually, that decision might change the way we can create a staircase because circular staircases are not easy for dogs to maneuver, especially like metal ones with the open back. So either we find a solution the, the size of the A-frame, let me back it up a little bit. The size of the A-frame would be most um, efficient if we had a circular staircase because other like staircases that like go up a little bit and then turn and go up take up a lot of space, right? Also, not forgetting that there is a pitch to the roof that you lose some of the working area along the edges of the, like the long edges of the house. So... I don't think we're going to do a a spiral staircase. I would love to do a staircase that turns 90 degrees and goes up. And then in that nook, I would love to have a built-in banquette with a little table. That to me feels really cozy. I've always wanted a banquette. From our first home together in Rhode Island, I've always wanted to make a little banquette and it just never happened. Um, So if I can get that into this layout, yes. Also that wall right there, wallpaper, like a really beautiful, saturated, bright wallpaper. And recently I got the vision of having a vintage frame, um, a vintage mirror with like a, a really cool gold frame and hand lettering something on it that I have, I heard this quote, from Thoreau, I don't have the full quote, but the, the phrase, the tonic of wildness, really just like stuck in me. And that feels like what we're offering, what we want to offer in this A-frame for us, for our family and friends and for you. And so I can imagine, I even, I have to stop going on Facebook Marketplace because every time I do, I'm like, that would be perfect. That would be perfect. That would be per- perfect. And the last thing I want to do is like fill up my garage with pieces of furniture that I'm going to update for a house that we have yet to even buy the land for. So I'm trying to be patient, but I can envision in that little banquette a beautiful either mural or wallpaper that I've designed and a really cool old um, mirror that is mirroring the wilderness right through the because it would be facing the windows out to the outside with the words, the tonic of wildness on it. I just, I really, I'm saying this here because I really think that that, I can't wait to see that come alive. I have this innate, really cool ability to see things like fully formed 
and that little nook, I can't wait to see come alive like that. So that nook is is really exciting to me. The loft is really exciting to me. The couch um, area will have a record player. And this property will have Wi-Fi, but it will not have a TV. That's really important to me too because I just believe that this space is is super intentional in the way of like resting and recovering and enjoying the environment inside and out. And I just don't want a TV to distract us from it. So no TV, um, but there will be a record player and there will be a curated selection of albums. We're currently doing that now. We got a record player like a year and a half ago. My husband was like uh, kind of unsure and if, if we would get into it, we don't, we didn't have any, I think he had like two records or three records and he decided to just buy like a, a cheaper one just to see if it's something that our family wants to get into. And honestly, it has been such a joy to curate our record collection and introduce music to the boys in this capacity. They have their own record collection. We buy records for them of artists that they really like. So whether it's like Shawn Mendes, Panic at the Disco, Imagine Dragons, um, Daft Punk, they love their records and we love our records and we will love the records that we put in the space. Speaking of music, I also had the idea there will be a playlist for Camp Coco. So when you're there, you'll be able to turn on also your the wi-fi and and tap into spotify and have a playlist that's been curated um i thought that was really fun and i can't wait to do that all these little things um are not just to create a cool place to stay to make us money it's literally that's like the last thing on our mind and it's on it's the last thing on my mind because i know that this experience there's no way that it, it can't call people in to enjoy. And so I'm the, I'm the least worried about the money part of it and the most worried about the experience of it. From the welcome basket to, you know, meeting your needs of like filling the fridge or snowshoes or we have a sailboat that we're redoing. You know, we're going to have lots of offerings for adventure and it's just so important to me to create this experience for you and have this place just be completely dialed in to my taste and share that with you. Okay, let's talk about aesthetic. I know this is getting long, but it's so juicy and I just wanted to share all of it with you. So now you know the design, you can see it hopefully in your mind's eye, the physical space, the different places in it. Um, I don't I don't really have a vision yet for the deck that's off the living room, but I'm just going to let that be determined by our budget. Obviously like the bigger and more expansive the deck, the better, and I do feel like there's going to be a hot tub there, but my husband is not a fan of pools in general. He thinks they're very risky. And actually, his one, one of his dear friends back, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago now, eight years ago, lost his two-year-old 
to drowning in their pool. And ever since then, my husband's been like, nope, hard no, pass. So having this property, he's completely on board with my entire vision. But anytime I bring up a hot tub, he's always just like silent. And so I'm, I'm just not sure yet. I'm not sure about the deck. I'm not sure about the hot tub. But what I am sure of is that it will be intentional whenever it comes through and uh, the inside is, is already done. So let's talk aesthetics. Um, the design aesthetic is going to be really interesting. Not only is it going to be beautiful, of course, like that is, a, that is obviously the baseline here, but I'm calling it upscale vintage camp and it's going to be not only that but but also like moody and rich and so there's going to be deeper colors and around here in Maine there are tons of antique shops like tons of consignment secondhand antique flea market um all of that and there's just an endless supply of interesting things and I'm really excited. My husband and I, we had a date day um, before the boys got out of school in the spring and we ended up at a flea market, which was just like an indoor um, antique shop. And we, it was so fun. There were so many things that I was like, oh, that could go in, that could go in, that could go in, that I'm super, super excited about. So I can't wait to curate all the things inside. And I think all the things inside are going to also be able to be available for purchase uh, on the website that's going to be associated with Camp Coco. So if something really speaks to you, you can buy it. And because there is an endless reserve of, of awesome bits and bobs and antiques and that it just, I want to share even that, you know? So it's it's kind of going to be like living inside the most beautifully curated store. And because the, it, the aesthetic is like vintage camp, there'll be some really fun pieces in there that will be like summer camp vibes. And I love that so much. If you're not following Camp Vonavega on Instagram, please, I'll, I'll link it in the show notes. It is just so fun. It's what's inspiring this truly. Like it, I, theirs is so authentically summer camp. They bought a summer camp and are bringing bringing it back to life, um, out of the, the like time period that it lived in. But it's so wildly inspiring to me, and I would love for you to check it out, and then you can really get a feel for the vibes that I'm going to be going for. I'm also going to, when I say moody. I am just so thoroughly tired of white interiors. Why are we painting all our houses white? My dear friend is an interior designer, Hello Pearl Interiors, and her her whole entire brand is color. And it's just gorgeous the way she blends colors together and creates color palettes for homes. But I, I cannot stand white. Every time, like when I'm looking for for inspiration for what I'm looking for. I can never find what I am looking for because it is, there's no life. There's no life in white walls to me. 
and I just want to like paint murals on all of them and change the color and paint them black and whatever. But this, this A-frame is going to be just saturated with color and moody color, not like bright, ridiculous color, but moody color and plants, plants of which I am growing now, which is really fun because I'm trying to find ways to be in this process and be actively building this A-frame before we've even found the property that we're going to build on it. And so that looks like growing plants. That looks like talking about all my ideas on this episode. It looks like, you know, I bought a rug that for $20 that I fell in love with that I was just like, whoa, this is going in the A-frame. And I'm trying not to do that too much, but just just little things here and there. When my husband and I went on that day date to the antique shop, I've been keeping my eye out for a little picnic basket as the welcome basket for when you come in that will be filled with local stuff and, you know, it'll just be perfect. And I found this little lunch basket that's a, a just a mini picnic basket. And so I have that and I just have that living in my living room just every time I look at it, I'm like, okay. I can't wait till it's sitting on the table for the first guest to come through. And it's in these little moments where I look at my plants thinking like, keep growing, buddy. I can't wait for the day that I buckle you into my car and drive you over there and set you down and be like, okay, now you live here. I've been working and tending to you and now you live here. And that's how this whole entire vision and idea and inspiration for Camp Coco feels like. It's like, I am tending to this idea in every single way possible. Even just talking about it is tending to it because it feels so real to me. And when my husband and I sit there and just like envision and get excited and different ways that we can create awesome experiences and moments in the cabin for you, I feel like I'm being an excellent steward of this inspiration. Because my digital mentor, that's what I call the people that are like in the internets that I follow, that I admire. And she actually lives in New Hampshire. Her name's Amber Lillistrom. I'll link her in the, in the show notes too. She said something that really landed with me. And, and I'll wrap this up and I'll leave you with this. If the dream is in you, it's for you. And I think that this A-frame is a perfect example of that. You don't have to know why it's in there. It's just there. Why did I start being obsessed with A-frames when I moved to the woods? I don't know. I have no idea. My kids had like pajamas with A-frames on them. It was just popping up in my periphery everywhere. And she said, if the dream is in you, it's for you. And this A-frame is in me. I don't need to know why. I just need to say yes to all the nudges. And I have said yes in a hundred different ways over the last five months. And we are here recording all my visions because my husband and I are patiently waiting for the property to come forward. Because once once that happens, it's game on. We are building and we are manifesting this into reality. But it's already here. I already get to enjoy the magic of it. Even just scrolling Pinterest and creating Pinterest boards for ideas gets me so thrilled. I am wildly capable to bring this vision to life and to share this life with you. And I'm so, so 
grateful that I have this inspiration, that this came to me, that this idea chose me. And it is not a coincidence that now when I feel my most aligned, creatively aligned, and I feel the most expressed that I've ever felt before, you know, like 10 years ago, I was just kind of like racked with frustration that I had all this unlived potential and I didn't know how to unearth it out of me. But slowly over the last decade, I have said yes to learning the things that that excite me and to following what feels alive, following hand lettering and following graphic design and following podcasting and following interior design. All those things, they're bringing me to this A-frame. It's coming, it's here, and I am so excited that you're on this journey with me. Thank you. Oh, there's so much more to tell you, but I am going to leave it there. I'll share like the bits and pieces of my ideas as they come through. But one thing that I am taking action on to make it even more real is that I am going to be starting an Instagram account for Camp Coco. Um, And I hope that you follow along. I will be creating it, I would say, today or tomorrow morning before this drops so you can find the link in the bio as well. I would love for you to follow along and I will be sharing everything, everything, all the beautiful details and you can watch this idea really come to life. So for now, I think that's it. Oh, also subscribe to my email list. DM me on Instagram, Coco the Inspirationist, or go to my website. You can sign up for my for my email list there. I will say it's so exciting. I have a friend, uh, like a, a friend and a fellow entrepreneur that reached out to me and said she's super excited for Camp Coco and to let her know as soon as it goes live on Airbnb because she wants to come up. And it's like, wow, oh my gosh, I already have a wait list. <laughs> you guys, it only takes one It only takes one person to make it real. So get on my email list or DM me. Um, I'm going to put you guys in like a separate category for Camp Coco updates. And that feels incredible. So, So I'm challenging myself now. I'm starting an Instagram account for Camp Coco. I am starting an email list for Camp Coco. And come join. Come follow along. Come just, I hope this energy and excitement is contagious. My friend the other day told me that one thing she admires about me and finds inspiring about me is the momentum that I create for myself. And for the longest time, like I knew that was a thing. I even have like a little lettered piece that I wrote that said like, create your own momentum. But truly, that's all it is, is taking an idea and pushing it into the world in all the ways and creating that momentum. Nobody is going to do it for you. For the longest time, I was positioned in life, in my creative life, in a way that I was waiting to be selected, waiting to be picked. I knew I was talented, but like waiting for somebody else to come along and co-sign it and be like, you know what would be good? You know what you should do? this and I'm going to pay you money for it. But it, it doesn't really happen that way. Certainly not in my life. 
I have to choose myself. And I am choosing myself in so many ways now. And I am showing people what I'm capable of. And remembering that it is my, it is my gift of this vision, of this like third eye, mind's eye that I have, that I can see things. I can see murals. I can see interiors. I can see experiences. I can see potential. And I have to show people physically. I have to make it real for them. And that's what I'm doing. So I have murals coming my way and I have this A-frame coming my way and I'm going to be launching um, spark sessions and content creation sessions for entrepreneurs to come up with ideas on how to market their ideas, how to create their own momentum. So stay tuned. It feels so alive and so good and so nourished. And for the longest time, I felt so stuck. And now I feel very unstuck. We're almost into the second month, into August, you know, the second month of the summer. I am dedicated to enjoying it and living it and preparing to settle back into September when I think things are really going to just open up for me. So stay tuned. That's it. I could keep going, but my babysitter needs to leave in three minutes. So we're going to wrap it because this is life. And um, I love you. I love that you're here. I'll be honest, there's not a ton of you, but you're in good company because this is really exciting and I'm just so thrilled to share it. So stay tuned. And until next time, don't you dare forget. You are worthy. You are enough. You have a creative self and you gotta go out there and show her that you love her and do the things to nourish her. Okay? All right. <laughs>